Oh, yeah. Is this... Yep, it's going. What up, psychos? What up, crazy people? Good people? People of the Empire, how are you? How are you feeling today? It is... Uh, it's it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday, my dudes. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah. Have you guys seen that video? One of my favorite videos online. Just, uh... What a scream on that guy. Truly a great, great viral, stupid video, nonsensical, has no purpose, but to be funny. That's some of my favorite shit, I think. It's just being dumb and funny for no reason. A lot of stuff has, like a lot of people are like trying to make things that they're, you know, are complicated and deep and there's layers to them and it's funny because it's also making a point and all that's good but the funniest shit is always like makes no sense i th- i think for me at least like i mean dude i think that's why farting is always funny cuz it just there's no it just is a funny noise and it's just coming out of someone's ass and you're like i just have to laugh at that or throw up or both you know a good throw up laugh is pretty nice Especially if you're watching, because the people watching get to laugh harder because the person just threw up. Have you guys checked in? Yeah. Feel your feet on the floor? Take a couple deep breaths? Oh, how am I feeling today? It's the middle of the week. I'm getting through it. It's good. We're doing it. Should I start introducing myself? This is Dylan Paladino. This is the We're All Cycles podcast. Welcome back to it. This is my podcast. Yeah, I kind of like that. Sometimes. We'll see. For the new people coming and checking it out. Um, just recorded a great episode with the wonderful Natalie Ocker. We had her on, I think she was number two. Yeah, I think she was the second person on the show. And she was great. And after that, we became very, very close friends. And we decided to do another episode now that I film it. And... Wanted to see what we could get into this time. And the episode is pretty serious, I'm going to say. There's like a couple funny parts at the end, but it's pretty serious and deep, like vulnerable at some points, especially with her. We're just talking about real shit and relationships and judging yourself and how to get past that and how you think that you're the only person that thinks a certain way. I think you, maybe you guys can even tell like the, by the way I'm talking, it's a different energy than maybe some other shows, but I don't think it's bad. I, I Because at the end when we were finished, Natalie was kind of upset because she said, you know, a lot of your shows, people are talking about crazy shit or, or they're being insane. It's up and all over the place and everyone's laughing. And like, yes, that's true, but that's not all I want the show to be. And I think as comedians, sometimes we only want to go towards the comedy, and that's great, but I don't know, you guys tell me, um, tell me what, what you thought about the show, do you, like, do you like it when it gets more serious sometimes, when it's more real, I, I kind of feel like when I listen to shows or podcasts, some of my favorite ones, someone gets very serious and opens up. And as humans, we we get to feel connected and, and, and empathy for someone. And also kind of get to feel like, oh yeah, no, it's not just me thinking like that. Even if it's not the same situation or 
circumstances, exact same word, um, <laughs> or anything like that. You just get to go, oh yeah, other people feel the way I do. I think that's a big part of sometimes what we miss, man, is we all are doing whatever we can every day to just keep going and, and figure this out. And then, you know, we feel certain ways and a, a part of us just goes, I don't know if anyone feels the same way I do. Even though, you know, we all experience the same broad emotions, we all think, I don't know if if this one, though, if someone can understand and feel this way. And so we feel kind of alone, even though we might not be. Like, we have family, we have friends. All of that we still might feel like no one else is, is feeling that way. And... I don't know, even even when I'm saying this now, I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to connect with this. But I, I, I made a decision recently that I want to be honest on these shows uh, as happy and crazy as I can be. And I, I mean, I am, I'm actually, like, to be totally honest, I'm very happy right now. I'm, I mean, I'm, maybe not very happy. I'm, like, I'm happy right now. I'm good. I'm content. I feel good. But I'm in a mood where I, I, I want to talk like this just because I'm thinking about where my career is going, what I'm doing, what's going on with this show, where I want it to be, trying to try not to compare myself to others. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, and so I made a decision to not try and run away from that because I feel like a lot of times I do and I don't want to like bug, you know, not bog someone down, but you know, bump someone out with talking about it. But then I thought about all the times that I've heard someone else speak about it. And I go, oh, I, I never get bummed out by it. I actually like hearing it because I, I it's like I feel I feel something. And it's this this it's this like weird mercurial feeling of 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 not say it's like feeling emotion, but it's like not one. It's like an emotion of recognition and empathy and also Feeling like, oh shit, yeah, someone else is, this feels like that. Oh, this feels good. And so you kind of feel good about yourself because you're like, oh yeah, it's not just me. And I don't know, like takes you out of your own head. It's it's strange. It's good, but it's strange. So there might be times when I, you know, I, I get like this. And I, I want you, I mean, you guys are the ones that listen. And, and, and I do this for myself, but I also do it for everyone that does listen. I, I like everyone that reaches out. Never feel like you're doing it too much. I never feel like you posting about the show gets old. Because it doesn't for me. It feels nice. It feels good. Um, I like using this podcast to connect it to new fans and just new people in general. And where is that going? Just being truthful and, and, and putting it out there. And a lot of the shows, you know, they'll be like the the one I released last week with with D Nasty. It got serious at some point, but you know, we also fucking smoked weed in the in it on it at the end and talked about her fighting someone on a train. Like it it goes all over the place. That's what I like doing, and that's what I like being able to provide. But with this one specifically, it it it's not one note, but it's one certain area that we get into, and I don't know. 
I almost feel like I'm apologizing for it, and that's not what I'm doing, but I'm prefacing it with that. And maybe I shouldn't, and I probably won't in the future. But I'm speaking to all of you, old, you know, OGs, original psychos, OP, OPs, uh, newcomers. What's up, guys? Thank you for, for listening. If you're a, f- a fan of Natalie or you just found the podcast, you know, subscribe. Go on YouTube, type in We're All Psychos Podcast, subscribe there. Send a review. I, I always love seeing those. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just telling you guys that there might be more episodes like this. I like, I like varying it up because it's good to hear different types of people being open and honest. I don't know. There's so much going on now with media and everything coming at us that, you know, we all want to laugh and we want to all want to like. We all want to be distracted and not think about things, but then at the same time, we kind of like to talk about deeper things or hear people talk about deeper things because we know we're all kind of trying to ignore it with Instagram, Twitter, memes, all this shit. We're all having a good time, but when someone talks about something serious, you're like, oh, fuck. I haven't heard someone talk about how they've been scared about sex since they were eight years old or a weird relationship they've had with their parents that they don't know how to deal with. It's interesting because you go, fuck, that's real shit, man. <clears throat> and if I not even and if I don't even have that exact um like experience, I can still learn from them and 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 use it to allow me to understand more people. Because that's what I want to do. I want to be totally honest. I, I, I kind of look at life in some ways as, as just trying to meet new people and understand more and more different types of viewpoints and how someone might think and how they are. Just to connect with more people. Because at the end of the day, you know, I don't talk about death right now. Jesus fucking <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, when you're dying, you're not going to think about the money you had. You're going to think about the the the, the people you met uh, and the experiences you had. And almost all experiences are going to be with other people. And some people have a lot of friends and some people have three friends. And that's okay, man. And you have great experiences with those three friends. But you still might. My favorite thing, dude, my favorite thing is when you're going someplace... If you're traveling, or even if you just go into a random coffee shop you've never gone into before, and you you connect with someone, even for five seconds, the cashier and you, for whatever reason, have a laugh about something, or you connect about some band, you're wearing a, a t-shirt, you might never see them again, but you're like, oh, that was cool. That was, uh, something just happened. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but that was like a, there was an exchange of something I don't know but it feels cool at least for me I like doing that and this podcast allows me to exchange with someone for an hour and a half you know connect with them over that and hear their crazy stories and and hear what's going on in their head and, and yeah I don't know feels like I went off on a tangent a little bit but I think you guys get what I'm saying and when you listen you'll you'll see 
And yeah, I mean, hit me up on Instagram, Dylan J. Palladino, P-A-L-L-A-D-I-N-O, and tell me what you thought. I always appreciate it. Tell me who you want to have on. Anything. It's because of one of you guys that I started uploading my videos to YouTube. Truly. The guy was like, hey, I'd like to watch the whole thing on YouTube. Haven't heard from him. Don't <laughs> don't know if he's ever seen any of them. But I said, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. Yeah. And I always had this idea of something that I've said a couple times and we're maybe not on enough listenership for it to fully take hold. But I want to encourage people to send me something that's happened to them or a story or a problem they're having and I'll talk about it myself I'll talk about it alone I can talk about it with guests if you want it doesn't it doesn't matter you'll re- you'll remain anonymous I'll just call you by one letter in your name not even the first letter <laughs> but to talk about stuff like that I don't know it, it makes you feel even more connected. You're like invested in it. And and it's something I would like to do. I like to hear people's stories. You guys know that. That's what this fucking show is. <sighs> yeah. It sounds right now. <laughs> it sounds right now like I'm just off in some zone. But I don't know what... I'm like in this, this zen mode. I'm so calm and, and cool. But just feel like talking about this talking about these kind of things I don't know did something happen this week dumb that I wanted to discuss I feel like something did but no I mean I went to oh you know what's been happening to me a lot I've been been ordering like double meat and shit at Chipotle and stuff it's so random and dumb and they've been like not charging me and I cannot tell you how sick that has felt and they're not doing it on purpose it's definitely a mistake but every time I do it, I'm like, I'm killing it. If you, I'm like, this is what it must feel like to, to if you were actually a celebrity and people did stuff like you, stuff like that for you all the time. I'd be like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing. Just get, or that, that's just what it must feel like to just be lucky all the time when it just all goes your way. I don't know. Small, simple shit like that, like getting double chicken for free. It might sound dumb, but damn, that feels good. I don't know. Ended on that. That's good. All right, man. Here we go. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Natalie Ocker. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We're all psychos. With Dylan Paladino. No intro needed. We're here. We're doing it. Natalie Ocker, return guest. F- first return guest? I th- no. Tori Piskin was the first. But she came with her mom. That's why. Oh. Yeah. Your first return solo guest. How does Hell it feel? Yeah. Great. People get to see what you look like this time. Pumped. Pumped? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was kind of pissed when you had me and then you started filming it and I was like, fuck. No one got to see. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to be on camera. But people really liked it. It's like on YouTube, it did really well. Yeah. So yeah. I think and because that's what uh, that's where Lebanese people are. They're on YouTube. I, yeah, I don't think they use the podcast app because we don't have oh, podcasts okay. there. Okay. You don't have like. What, what do you mean? 
We you don't have, have podcasts. Like nobody listens. Yeah, but to you pod- have Apple. You have iPhones, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's not a um, it's not a common thing. Okay, so people just looked up. Natalie Probably Ocker. at some point they looked and me up and then they found it. There's no other Natalie Ocker like that you know of. No, that's a I think I'm the only anything, one. Right? No, I'm the only one with that name, and it's really scary because my so my dad my dad uh, my dad was texting me one time like maybe mm-hmm. a month after you released the podcast from Lebanon and he was like he was like uh, did you send mom your mom like a video of you like i'm like what no i didn't he goes yeah you did why didn't you send it to me i'm like what are you talking about and he goes i'm i'm listening she's like listening i'm i can hear her in in, in the room listening she's watching listening to you talk to another guy is that it like i was like <laughs> me talking to another guy what is she and i go oh no i call my like i figured out that my mom was listening to our episode and i uh-huh. i remember like i talked a lot of stuff that i don't want her to hear like i never thought that she would like look for it yeah. i call her and she goes hello i'm like what are you doing she goes oh, what do you mean what am i doing like she's oh just trying God. to act like nothing happened i'm like what are you listening to she goes who told you i'm like she's like, like dad. your dad told you i'm like stop listening she goes why why are you what are you hiding from me i'm like nothing just, we'll watch it together when i come to lebanon please just stop it now and now like, she's gonna have to watch you on this and say what's up oh that's fine what's it's up okay. mom <laughs> now now i know how to talk with that in mind what's up miss Auker? no 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 no. no. <laughs> everything's coming out there's no like just because your parents are listening to this does not mean that you're not it's so scary gonna get Jesus. into it yeah i'm kind of like my, my parents definitely do listen sometimes but i uh mm. I don't switch up anything because of that. Yeah, but you're you for you it's different than for me. First of all, I'm a girl. Second of all, I'm an Arab girl. Like everything about me and you and our parents and their parenting is different. Yeah, but what are your parents going to do besides be upset with you? Yeah, but the way they're upset with you it, with me like my mom, it would travel through seas and oceans and I would feel it and it would Yeah, you're right, but but you're letting her do that. Now, Miss Auker, I know you're probably listening right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting but... her do that because at the end of the day, like, I uh, trust her a lot. Yeah, she's your mom. So I know, like, but... even when I try to fight her, I'm like, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, fuck, she's right. You yeah, know? but you're, you got to become an adult. You have to become your own person. And right now, what, what are you, 24? 25. 25. Mm-hmm. So now is the point when you're, like, separating completely from that before. And there might be some, you know, yeah. some tension because your parents are seeing you, like, completely mm. be natalie and not ask them for as much advice or mm. permission even that happened to me with my dad this is this conversation is too real i like don't know what to do with my hands <laughs> it's so uncomfortable i'm them, like i'm like i don't just know just put them like this really <laughs> just put them on the table great why is it um, so real i don't know because it feel because you know what's happening right mm. yeah how do yeah. you feel about it are all your like episodes like a therapy session like that? It's different with each person. Really? Some I might people... be. I feel like with me, it's very like I feel like I'm talking to my therapist right now. Well, I like doing that, and also people. The closer you are with someone, and the more uh, open someone's willing to be, mm. the more I'm willing to ask them stuff. Do you think that's still fun for listeners? I think it's more fun than comedy. Actually, a lot of times. Interesting. I think people like listening to funny parts, and the fact that we're both stand ups. There's not, it's not, there's no way there's not going to be funny parts in the episode. Mm-hmm. That, that's just our go-to. That That's yeah. where we, that's our baseline. Yeah. Agreed. But I think people like hearing, um, especially stand-ups get kind of real because a lot of times we're so open and willing to talk about anything. Because even talking about legit stuff, it's it's in a weird way a performance. Not in a negative way, mm. but it's like I'm I'm putting myself out there and I'm, I'm, I'm showing you and I'm talking about it. 
True. Because when we do stand up on stage and you try and make something sad funny, it's just you doing it in two parts. It's like yeah. I'm putting myself out there and then before you have time to feel very sad or weird, I, I tell you how to feel because I'm, I make a joke about it. I'm okay with it so you can be okay with it, you know? Yeah. That's like what... But a lot of time it doesn't work still. Not People always. People are still like, oh. Yesterday when I, I was that. doing so a annoying. show, and it's weird, I was doing a show yesterday, a brunch show, and uh, for the first time, I've been doing like a set, so there's a bit, there's like a three minute bit that I've been opening with for the past two months, uh-huh. and yesterday for the first time, it was getting, oh, there was a girl in the front That's row that was bit. going, oh, it's a bit about how I don't like to smile because I hate my teeth. Oh, yeah. It's been doing so well, it's like one of my like favorite bits to you do right nice now. You have nice teeth though. I don't smile. No, I'm not. Come on. No, I'm not gonna smile. I'm gonna make you laugh. Then you're gonna smile. Okay, I'm gonna like yeah. casually smile, but not like a big smile. Um, and then it was just like a funny bit about how I broke my teeth when I was a kid, and then oh, one yeah, of them yeah. just like they kind of lost their they shape. Died. A yeah. yeah, one died. Oh yeah, I remember. So I reworked that bit completely. Okay. And it's been going so well. But that yesterday, some girl was just going, oh, oh, at every punchline. I was just like, I hate, I hate, I hate audience hate, members like that. Me too. For, it was a brunch show. She was like, it was a white girl drunk out of her mind on the first row. I know, but people it's like, were laughing, but she was going, oh, oh, and I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. But I want to be, I want to say, don't you guys know that we're okay? Yeah, that's what we're I want to say. I was we, like, I was like, it's just a tooth. I was like, it's fine. Can you stop? Also, this isn't a one person show. This is, I'm, the point of this is to make you laugh. So yeah. like, trust me. Yeah. And, but isn't it our fault if, if they don't? Can we, how much can we blame them? If they're not laughing, if you do how- five minutes talking about a horrible story, that's one thing. Mm. But if you're a minute into to talking about something and and that's playful, it was playful. It's not even sad. You know what? I'm actually gonna kind of change a little bit because the audience is there and they're reacting to whatever you're saying mm. and they're giving you a tr- uh, as truthful reaction as they can because the light's not on them, so they're just saying how they feel. Yeah. So. I think one of the coolest things about stand-up and performing in general is using the audience to uh, create and break tension. Like mm-hmm. really good stand-ups and performers in general will build and break and build and break tension. Kind of like the, the episode like we watched Game of Thrones last night. There was a lot of building and breaking of tension. And that keeps people captivated yeah. and wanting to watch. Mm-hmm. So instead of being upset at this woman like on at you you can go all right i mean number one you can just make a joke about it like she's there you go that's what i did i'm fine yeah that's what i did but that means if she goes on that means she's feeling or at least paying attention that means she's paying attention to you enough maybe it's not the reaction you wanted but at least this person is listening to you instead of them being on their phone yeah you know and then you can potentially use that to then break the tension even more Uh because it's like oh she's feeling for you because if someone is feeling really sad and then you can make a joke I think the payoff is so much better than if you're just having a good time. Yeah, for sure. There's been many times when there's been an awkward situation or it's I've been in like a a number of different awkward moments. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to to cut the tension with some kind of joke, even if it's it's very dark, everyone like laughs more because they feel like fuck, I I I I can get this out now. Yeah. Instead of Feeling grief and, and sad about stuff always feels not like a waste of me, but it's like you got to do something with it. Because if not, that it like stays in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're sad about something, you like feel it. Yeah. It feels like it's just like. But are you talking at this point about me or about the audience member? 
I'm not talking about you off stage. I'm talking so, about the the audience. If they're feeling something, yeah. you get to you then have that to break later and maybe allow them to laugh mm-hmm. even harder. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes Chappelle will have two minutes where it's just quiet. Yeah. But because but I mean Chappelle. he's amazing. But I'm yeah. saying he's so good mm. that he knows how to build the tension get people to not know where it's going, Mm -hmm. have thoughts, feel different things that when he does drop the joke, Mm -hmm. everyone, everyone's like relieved that they get to laugh. So I feel like they laugh even more because they go, oh, fuck, finally. Yes. I I trusted you. I I think it's a trust thing, too. Mm. I think the better you get, the more people see you. Or come to see you. The more they trust you. They'll trust you. The more confident you get. The more they trust you. The more they confident trust, you okay, get. Okay, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what this is going, but yeah. I know this person's good. Yeah. So let me trust them yeah. and know that they're going to make me mm-hmm. laugh. Because what they don't want is blue balls of comedy, which is the joke doesn't go well and then they just feel weird. Yeah, you know? I agree. They didn't finish mm-hmm. and they're like, duh, <laughs> this sucks. Which you've all been in and it doesn't feel I good. I have never been in that. What? Of being blue balled? Uh, I'm, I'm always so great. At sex? No. At comedy? <laughs> yeah. Both no, at of sex. those are a lie. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Definitely. I didn't lie about the sex part though. That you're always good? Yeah, I didn't say I was. I know you didn't. So, that one's not a lie. Do you think it's you or do you think it's just a situation? <sighs> I don't know. I have so many questions about that that are unanswered. I don't know what it is. Is it questions that you want to ask yourself? Yeah, or a therapist, maybe, if I find one. You'll find one. Mm. I think you don't want to find one. No, I do. I think you've been, like, pushing it off a little bit because you, like, want to get there, but... I'm a little scared. Yeah, because when you don't go to one, then you don't have to deal with the issues. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you have one... Yeah, I'm afraid to deal with the issues, for sure. But I also am trying to find one. Like, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. To another comic about going to a special kind of therapy. What do you mean? Like, um, there's a kind of therapy that they do for, like, OCD people and things like that. That's called... Um, CBT? No, that's cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a mm-hmm. form of CBT that's called um, exposure. Exposure therapy. Exposure therapy. Yeah, yeah they do it with, like, if someone's afraid of snakes. They put a snake on them or something like that. Not, not the first part. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll build up to it. But. To caricature it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. So he was telling me about that and he was telling me how he's OCD and like the little things that they would do. But like when he was telling me what they would do, I was like getting chills at the thought that they would do this with me with my fears <coughs> because I have a fear of disease. I know you have a huge, a huge fear of hypochondria. disease. V- very big. So like I, I don't know how what would they do inject me with cancer. Like what would they do? That's not how cancer works. <laughs> I know that's not how cancer works. I'm sp- I'm, I'm talking so hypothetically, Dylan. <laughs> like, <laughs> what would they do? Inject me with broken bone? I don't know. <laughs> First of all, I don't sound like that. I know you don't. People it was just a funny accent stop. for me to use. But everybody imitates me like that. What? Everybody's like, oh, you, you want to talk like that? I'm like, I don't... F- some, some of your cadence is a little bit... I know, so, of but course. it's very, very subtle. subtle. Very subtle. Mm. Unlike our friend Alex, she's <laughs> hers, is very... <laughs> hers is a little more pronounced. Yeah, hers is very. But it's amazing. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite things about her. I know, me too. Yeah, and it's also like very French. It's not because her first language is our is, first is language French. is French. Yeah. So. But yours. Why do you think she has it more than you do? Because I used to practice sounding English, Sound, sounding American? American, ever since I was like five or six years old. Really? Yeah. What would you do? I would like watch a movie and then reenact it, uh-huh. but then I didn't know how to speak English, so I would just reenact like 
how I thought English sounded. So I'd be like, Oh, you just speak gibberish? Yeah, but like I did it in an, I did gibberish in an American accent. So like I, I got used to like the movement and the tongue and like the muscle. That's actually really smart. Yeah, without noticing. And then when I started learning the English, I already had the you knew how to yeah, yeah pronounce and move my mouth and my tongue and everything yeah. So you you English was not your first language. So third, third. I didn't learn learn English until like sixth grade. What does English sound like when you don't know? Do you know what I mean? Like I just did it. Like just a rah, 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 yeah. yeah, wow, wow, okay, yeah. like that. That's okay. how it sounds like. Because certain because mm-hmm. I always when I hear different languages that I don't know, mm. I go, man, I wonder what it's like. Yeah. To hear and understand it. No, not only that. I wonder oh. what it's like to hear me from another language, uh, and, and you yeah. know. But it's very rare for not for people not to understand English. But yeah. if you don't understand it, that's what it sounds like. Because that's what it sounded like to me. Just you know. When did you? When was you first like introduced to American culture? When I came here in two thousand and six. But like, were you watching American TV shows when you were a kid? Oh or? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I was watching mostly American TV movies like at the at the movies at the theater i would watch what was like the first movie you saw i think one of the one of the two that i remember three i remember three i remember the movie um no two i remember two anaconda dude that movie sucks, sucks. and then beverly hills ninja what yeah what? because two different movies i know because i'll tell you why at my school fair in elementary school i won those two videotapes like cassettes you know back, back oh, in the time VHS. Like, yeah vhs i won them like in a game really yeah and i was very young at the time i was like eight years old or seven years old and i was uh-huh. like I, I didn't have weekends to go out with my friends and everything i hung out at home a lot hey, you were nine yeah i was like eight or nine so i uh I would just watch those movies every weekend. Watch Your parents thought you watch Anaconda? They didn't know. I don't fucking know if they knew. Don't people get like killed and... Yeah, and Anaconda's literally eating like yeah, right? Angelina Jolie's dad and shit. There's Ice Cube in it, I think, and like J-Lo. Oh, yeah, there is. Hold on. I think the trailer for that is very... <laughs> Anaconda. I loved that movie. And then Beverly Hills Ninja, that was the first comedy I ever watched. You never saw that? Oh, my God. I know it's really good. It's so good. I loved Chris Farley. And then I I actually... (laughs) Anaconda's a 4.7 on IMDb. Oh, it deserves more. (laughs) Did a 4.7? It taught me English. Yes. Oh, my God. That's crazy. No one gives a shit about the Corolla. For real. Oh my God, I fucking hate ads so much. Yeah, but that's how I'll start to Every make time, money with this. Is, I know. So I'm like, I know. definitely for And it. I hate that. I hate that that's how it works. Well, there's two options. It's either <sighs> you do ads or you do Patreon. And I, I'm still kind of deciding how I feel about... I would rather hear ads in a podcast than... Uh, it's different because I'm a performer and I feel like I'm part of it, but then yeah. might contribute to a specific podcast like five bucks a month. Um, unless you know, you're getting like six more episodes, but mm-hmm. I have no problem with ads mm-hmm. and I go, you know, if this allows more people to hear it for free, it's like, I'd rather yeah, that. I know. But I yes, ads. there are some annoying ass ads on this. YouTube. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Dude, have you realized they don't do this anymore? They don't do this anymore, no. They stopped with the narrative. Because they learned how to tell a story without having someone spoon feed it to you. But that, that That's a sign of progress. But also, I th- and I think it's also just super corny as well. But I just realized after yeah. watching this, I don't know the last time I've heard... Um, yeah, a trailer like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that what's-his-name-did, what's Pablo... Uh, 
Francisco. To explore the unknown Amazon. Ready? Can we? I think so. Ice Cube is in this. J Lo. To prove the existence of a long lost tribe. Yeah. Oh, John Voight in this? Yeah, Angelina Jolie's dad. He gets eaten by the anaconda and then the anaconda spits him back out. It's insane. Now, they are the ones being watched. I mean, who gets in the Amazonian River? The ones being hunted. Something down there. Wait, wait. Is that Owen Wilson? Is Owen in this Wilson movie? Is in it? I had no. Also, Ice Cube is a cameraman in this movie. Yeah, because it's a, tr- a crew that goes to document like an yeah, ancient tribe in the Amazon. Tribe. Yeah. What? No, I really mean it. Really is that him? But not. Yes. Is that Owen Wilson? Yes. It's like before they made it. Oh, they're not going to show it. I think they will. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Will help us. Get out of here alive. Can't believe Owen Wilson. Get out of the face. Oh, get shot? That's a good movie. That's like a good action movie. I'm not gonna lie, I thought the snake was a lot bigger. Actually, no, that's pretty big. Whoa! Holy shit, did you see that? <laughs> Dude, that's fucking good. That's good special effects. That was good. The explosion into the anaconda's eyes. <laughs> Honestly, pretty tight. I thought it was good. I I don't think like, it doesn't look like bad. Like some of them, like you see those action films sometimes from the nineties are like oh, they so look bad. So bad. But this one's good. No, that doesn't. I mean, look the, that the bad. story is corny. Yeah, there's a big snake coming to eat you. But I mean, I, it was, but it's like of all the stuff you go. All right, yeah. I mean, I would still watch it. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. So it was that and Beverly Hills Ninja that taught me English. Damn. Yeah, I watched those movies like every weekend for like two years. I think. Shit. These two movies. Mm-hmm. Obsessed with it. I was. I loved Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh my god. I'm trying to think if there's any movie that I was obsessed with like that. I would watch Ace Ventura. I think a good amount. I don't know what that is. It was a. It's a movie with um. How the fuck am I going to forget this guy's name? Jim Carrey. Um. Jim Carrey was in it. It's like it's when he was at his prime. Mm. He was doing like yeah. It's crazy. I mean that guy's career like was insane and all the stuff he did interesting and the movies he was in he was like one of the first comics that like really crazily got to stardom you know yeah. it was like eddie murphy there there were some others as well but like apparently his career also like overnight almost people say that about comics oh overnight but actually it's almost they, no, they're never always overnight. like yeah they're like they've been working for like years and years and years and then one thing happens and then you hear about them oh no you know like, what oh, it was overnight sensation you know he was getting famous but Ace Ventura and The Mask, which are both huge movies, Mm. I think came out like a couple months within each other. So it wasn't overnight success. He's definitely been doing it, but it went from like... Nothing to a lot. Like he's kind of known to Mm. everyone knows him. Mm. And you know, your life, it's kind of one of those things where if you realize that was going to happen, you have to be like, my life is never going to be the same after this. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm never going to not be noticed mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. do you want to be noticed i don't think so i don't know sometimes i feel like i do because it's kind, it's mm-hmm. kind of counterintuitive right because as a stand-up comic you cannot be a very successful stand-up comic unless you're going to be somewhat famous to some extent if you want to have a crowd an audience like you want to sell out big theaters or whatever which is what supposedly most comics are working towards mm-hmm. you need the fame 
you need you need some of to it some to some extent, extent. Yeah. yeah but i don't know as knowing my personality how i'd handle being like noticed everywhere because like now today if i walk into like if i'm standing in a train for example and one person is staring at me at the train uh-huh. i look at them like fucking stop staring at me like i want to fucking punch them like, yeah why but are that's you- because they're just a stranger if you had a reason you'd be like well number one you wouldn't be taking the train you'd yeah. be just in black cars yeah, but I, all fe- the time. I, I hate when people watch me i hate being the center of attention unless on i'm on stage besides that i don't want anybody to talk to me i don't want anybody to look at me i look down a lot it's I a control thing lot. Maybe I look down a lot when I'm in like at bars or in, uh, with people. I like I look down because I don't want strangers to talk to me. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like being the center of attention. Like, but why? What about it makes you uncomfortable? I don't know. Yeah, have there been interac- interactions before where it went wrong, or did you have? I don't know. I don't know if it's because... I've been thinking about that because I don't know why. This is one of the rare things about me that I have and I don't know why. Is it here in America and Lebanon or is it only here in America? I think it's in both, but I think okay. it started because of Lebanon. I think because we lived in such a small community. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a small... Like, everybody knows each other and it's this social circle where everybody's talking about each other, everybody watching each other, everybody gossiping about each other all the time. Is Our it parents, very gossipy? Very gossipy and then... The thing is, like, since we're all like linked, so all my friends, their parents are friends. Oh, that sounds horrible. My, it sounds like a soap opera. Kind of, and so like my <laughs> my mom, like all my friends, their parents went to school with my mom and my dad. Like all my friends, our parents know each other, and their parents know each other. So it's like everybody knows each other. So whatever, whenever you would do anything, and somebody would see, they would tell their mom or their dad, and then their mom would tell the other moms, and then their moms would tell me your mom, and like. There's nothing. There was. There was no privacy, right? There's. Fuck that. It's crazy. That sucks. Mm. So I think maybe it's because of that, but I think also that's in some kind of way raises a healthier population, because I notice that it's the opposite in America where people don't really look at each other. People is it's everybody is doing their own thing. Nobody kind of stares at each other and people feel alone here. Maybe in New York specifically. It's New York specifically. Yeah. In the South and in smaller communities, it's like that as well. Yeah. That's that's not... uh, But there's no obsession with fame in Lebanon. Nobody's obsessed with fame. Nobody's trying to get famous. Really? It's very rare. You're going to find some people, of course. Are there famous people there? There are kind of, but it's not... Like just actors, But you feel like in America, there's a bigger desire for fame. Because also fame is like... is, is, Is... is um oh, fuck english is uh say it in french i can't think of it in any language the word is, it's uh, lauded it's 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 put on a pedestal yeah exactly it's, it's like valued and, and, and worshipped it looks, yeah. yeah it looks it's immaculate it's, it's the ultimate goal yeah and because it's because of how the media you know represents celebrities and everything so everybody who's not a celebrity has the impression that celebrities are given an importance and you know um, like uh, value and everything and people people want that value they want that importance so that's why people want fame whereas in lebanon we don't have that sort of like even people who are kind of famous there's no paparazzis there's no like they're not objectified in the media they're not shown as like no one's heroes. talking about the kardashian family yeah or no one fucking cares you know so there's not nobody's going around thinking oh i want that importance i want that so it kind of keeps the population a little bit saner do i think do they talk about american celebrities in lebanon mm-hmm. okay 
Mm-hmm. So they just obsess over the American celebrities. But yeah, the, but the American celebrities to us, like in Lebanon, the American celebrities are just kind of like they're almost kind of like a cartoon. Yeah, it's like not real. Yeah, they don't feel real. They're so far. We're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But then we move on with our lives. Like there's no importance sure. given to them. I bet you that's what it feels like to someone in Omaha. Really? Well, they're in the middle of the country. They're, you know, 1,500 yeah. miles from L.A. They might not never go there, uh-huh. you know, or they might not ever see Kim Kardashian, all these actors. So to them, yeah. again, they are cartoons. They're basically like those actors are already characters. Mm than playing someone else mm. it's like tom cruise is is his own character in a movie that like you're always watching yeah you know it's like they, yeah. they, they kind of yeah exactly it's a little different because they're in the same country but still yeah yeah so to answer your question i don't know if i want to be recognized i don't think that everyone talking and like looking at people is positive at all because it's gossip yeah. gossip's not good yeah and that, i'm not that's... saying it is i'm not saying it's good i think it fucked with my head a lot I think it affects me to this day. I think that's why I'm so unco- uncomfortable sexually also. Because I feel like there's always going to be someone watching and judging. Well, no and talking well, about hopefully it. Hopefully no one's watching. I know. I well, know. I have that too. But it's it's a self-conscious thing where I feel I like I'm too. doing something that I shouldn't be. And people are going to know. And it's going to go. Okay, like, well, why do you think you shouldn't be doing it? I don't know. Because it's sex? Yeah. And it's like dirty? Yeah. But you don't do anything crazy sexually. We no. know that. Yeah. And I don't like if someone looked up the definition of sex, I feel like you follow that the closest way you could. <laughs> You're like, there's a man and a woman. The man gets erect. He does it. He finishes. I leave. He just puts <laughs> and, it in. And I apologize yeah. and go away. Yeah. I, you don't do anything like that's what you have to think about. Like when it feels dirty. Do you question you like why do I feel dirty doing this? I don't know. It's like what grosses you out about it. I don't know. I feel like I, it's. I don't know if I feel, I get grossed out. It's more of like I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, but why? Who's saying that? My family, maybe. Did they like instill in you that having sex was something negative? Yeah, of course. I think mine I think, didn't. Yeah, but you're a guy, mm. and you're an, a guy in America. It's different. Like, remember you're right. where no, I no. came you're from f- for sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and I'm a woman. Yes. So it's very different. I mean, the the big difference, I think, the baseline where people are like the way someone treats sex for a man and for a woman. The biggest difference is that the man, it shouldn't happen. But he can, if he really wants, get a woman pregnant and then just leave. Like that is the reality. Yeah. It's not going to, it most likely will not happen. Yeah. Actually, it does happen. Yeah. But for a woman, she has to understand that like, if you are unsafe, there is a potential for you to either have a child or have to go through an abortion. And an abortion is going to be traumatizing to you even yeah. if you're totally okay with it and you want to do it and i have yeah. no issue with yeah. someone doing that it's still gonna weigh on you so i think that's potentially one of the reasons why uh parents might be a little bit different about how they treat sex with a man and a woman a man it's like they should still be instilled with hey uh you know be careful what you're doing with your dick because you might get someone pregnant mm-hmm. and you can and should stay with that person because that's your responsibility 
But for yeah. a woman, it's like, hey, you better be fucking careful because if you aren't, you could get stuck with a living person and at the end of the day, you're going to have to raise and deal with that. Yeah. That's what my mom told me, actually. Yeah, right? Like, you heard that. Yeah. yeah she was she, like, you she, can get pregnant. She was like, when you get pregnant, I'm going to make you keep it. When we talked about it. And then one time I asked her, like, Are you, what would you do if I did it? And she goes, when you get pregnant, I'm going to make you keep the baby. And... Yeah, that's traumatizing. It was traumatizing, but yeah, that's to, not she, a good way to. And, and, and people are like, oh, "Really?" And it's like, "Oh my god, is that how it is?" But it wasn't even an Arab thing what is she it, did. It, it wasn't was... because of religion, or it was just out of principle and out of. I, I didn't raise any daughter who doesn't know how to take responsibility for her actions. She's like, "If you do it, if you have sex, then you understand what the risks are, and then you fucking deal with them. If you get pregnant, you're gonna fucking keep it. You knew what the risk was when you had sex." And you're going to assume the consequences. Can you, do you say that in English? Assume the consequences? Yeah. yeah. You're going to... Uh, Not assume, but yeah. Accept assume. the consequences. Accept the, con- yeah. accept the consequences. Accept the consequences. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's 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 good to be moral and, and to... Yeah, but imagine take, hearing that. You're like, okay. Yeah, you're 14. And also... I mean, my dad would say that. My dad would be like... I, I remember we talked about abortion and my dad was mm-hmm. like, that you don't do that. Yeah. You If you get pregnant, you deal with it. Yeah. And you have the kid. And, you know, you, you, you take responsibility as a man and you raise that child. And that's why he was like, you better be careful because, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, and that was before I was able to become an adult and, and come to the conclusion yeah. for me, which was that it would depend on the situation. Yeah. And I would maybe potentially mm. not, I, I would say I do not want to keep it and then would have to deal with whatever the woman decided to do. But also you could deal with it without telling him technically. Yeah, but it's my father. Yeah, oh, wait, wait, but a lot of people, like, if you got a girl pregnant, you could have just gotten the abortion without telling your father. I mean, but so could you. I could have. But in yes. Lebanon, it's harder because it's illegal. Abortions are illegal? Yeah. I didn't know that. Extremely. Oh, God. I have a friend who got pregnant and it was... Did, did she stay in Lebanon or did she have to go I don't even else? want to talk about it because, like, <laughs> for my safety, I'm not going to talk about that. Really? Yeah, it's that gonna... bad? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. But going back to like a lighter subject, like I was thinking, like when we just talked, when we were talking now, uh-huh. I realized, I don't know. I know that when I talk with you, like you and me, like we hang out all the time. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're one of my very close friends and like we're very open about my life and you know, I talk to you about it and I like, I trust you a lot with everything uh-huh. and you, you make fun of me often for like being sexually closed and like not wanting to yeah. being shy and being uncomfortable. But right now, just now, as we were talking, I realized mm-hmm. The guy I lost my virginity to, I wasn't like that with. You weren't close with him. No. I was pretty open. I was fine. We were having fun. When I have when I was having sex with him, it wasn't like it wasn't I wasn't going through a million things in my head. You were just carefree and you're like, I'm doing a, it and a little I'm happy bit to more, be doing yeah, it. Yeah, because I loved him. He loved me, or at least I thought I did. Uh, you loved him for being however old you were. Yeah, yeah, for being however old I was. And uh, he was he was my boyfriend. He cared for me. He respected me. Mm-hmm. He never made me doubt his feelings for me. He was... The fact that we were both... Uh, like, he's Lebanese, so he understands my brain. I feel like Arab women are very specific. It's very... Like, sex is scarier to us than it is for... Okay, so why? Because it's... Ever since we're little girls, it's engraved in our heads. Like, people, like feed us with this idea of the shame 
um, you know, the sin, the disgust of being a woman who loses her virginity before marriage. But it's, that's Catholicism. That's not just Arab women. That's that's Catholicism. Maybe Catholicism in maybe general. maybe Catholicism. Yes, maybe it's religious. It's yes. religious, but it's also the whole country. It's engraved in both Christian and and Muslim women. It's not even yes. just about a small community. It's across the country, and it's like over there. It's like it's scary. It's scary. I don't know. I don't know. And we're not free to talk about it like we are here. You know, I can't just go like and talk about it as openly there as I do here. Well, I think what ha- is happening in Lebanon is maybe when America was like 50 years ago. Yes, I think so too. And so, But it also has, you know, the religious, you know, parties that are not as strict as America was, f- that are more strict than what America was 50 years ago. Are they? I don't know if I can... I, I don't know how you can prove that. Because America 50 years ago, even even before... I mean, abortion was illegal. There were shotgun marriages. Uh, there was, a you know... Catholic, dude, Catholicism, I see it in all my aunts and uncles. Like, the, the way that they act. Like, I can see that they're kind of uncomfortable talking about sex fully. I know... Okay, maybe... I'm not going to compare it to here. Then forget about yeah. America. I don't know. I'm talking about Lebanon. I don't know if it's different. If no, it's the, the same. only reason I'm at, I'm literally just asking yeah, because yeah, yeah because I I don't want to compare because I don't know how it, how it is here truly. Yeah, I don't know America well enough to be like, oh yeah, that's how it is. I can Whatever talk to you is, about how it is for me in Lebanon. It was yeah. instilled in you, yeah, with religion and yeah. culture. Yeah, like if someone there was a like if there was a girl that got pregnant and it was talked about, how would your parents talk about her? Like in front of you. You know what I mean? Do you it ever never remember? Happened. No, really. Mm-hmm. We would never know. They probably did. And the people parents are just, very secret. The parents just didn't mention it. Yeah, of course. People never know. It's illegal. Mm-hmm. You could go to jail if you get caught having an abortion. I'm not even saying an abortion. I'm saying if yeah. someone got pregnant at a young age. I don't know. We never talked. To, like, it never, it never happened. Right. But like, I know how how mothers talk about their sons when girls come and sleep over or like if they found out their sons are having sex with a girl i know how moms will, like all the moms will talk about this girl really yeah like how like oh she's a whore mm. and my mom used to tell me like all the time she's like if you have sex before marriage then no one's mom is going to let her son marry you no one's going to want to marry you she's like you have to be a virgin or else they're not going to marry you yeah you know and i was like oh okay and like i really believed it and then by the time I I grew up and I realized, oh, maybe that's not entirely true. Mm-hmm. And I tried to rebel against that, against it. It was still engraved in me so deep that it still comes out from time to time. Yeah, and, I mean, it was programmed in you from literally the time you could understand what yeah. sex was. Yeah, but also, I feel like, for me anyway, the guy I was with, he didn't, he... When we were together, he wasn't sexualizing me. It was for him. It was he was loving me, and then we were also having sex, and we had great sex. Okay, right? But the one, the one guy I had sex with long term here, mm-hmm. I feel like he had sex with me differently. I feel like he had sex with like me, like sex at you, kind like not with you, a little bit, and it was kind of like I had to have sex his way. Yeah. Rather than mine and me, like kind of resisting to having sex his way, was him. Was he was he would turn it around as me just being not comfortable in my own skin and him trying to fix me and uh, you know he was like he's okay gaslighting you he's yeah making, whereas yeah whereas is it because I'm bad at this and because I'm not comfortable or is it just because I'm different and you're not understanding that he wasn't understanding that I was different 
And so it was, I had such a bad, it scarred me kind of. I had such a, and in the moment I didn't realize how bad of a time I was having with him sexually until afterwards where I was like, I really just don't want to have sex with anyone anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? And so now when I get involved with a guy and I start talking to a guy and like we get, you know, personal, yeah, yeah, I kind of like, I get PTSD from that, even though it wasn't anything too crazy. You're just it worried just like, that it's yeah, going to be like, I'm like that. I don't want to go through that again. I kind of like, I don't want to go through that again. And I'm just like, I'd rather, you know what? Just be alone. But you don't want to be alone. And you know you don't want to be alone. I don't know that. I feel like I'm also such more, I'm so much more at peace of mind when there's no one with me. Like, I have so much, like, I need, at this point I've been alone for so long that I need, like, I can only function alone. And I have so much, I have so much shit and like, um, how do you say? Um going on in your head yeah and i ha- i have a you say big baggage oh i have baggage yeah like you have a lot of things baggage yeah. that you're carrying on exactly your- emotional wa- baggage yeah i don't want to i don't want to throw this on another person i start getting anxiety when a person gets close to me i'm like oh, they're gonna have to endure this with me and then they're gonna go through hell i'm gonna make their life horrible i don't want to do that and then so i like kind of run away okay but if someone loves you and cares about you they're going to be willing to deal with that. I don't believe that anybody could love someone that much to deal with that. That's just not true, though. People do things out of the kindness of their heart and don't even want anything in return. There are people that volunteer. There are... But those are never the people you want. What do you mean? They're never the people that I'm attracted to. Right now. Right but I'm now. saying you... Yeah. By not even giving someone a chance and not trying to find someone and and open up yeah. you're not giving a guy a chance to prove you wrong and some guy will prove you wrong one of my exes had a lot of shit she had to deal with mm-hmm. and like there are other people like me who saw it and was like i love you so much and i see the person you are that i'm willing to deal with whatever bullshit that is this is i'm mm-hmm. willing to get through it mm-hmm. because i know that you can get better with it and it can slowly move and and progress mm. and it did with her and i mean if you're if you're talking about being worried about uh putting your emotions on someone then why would you have close friends like me when you first met me were you worried about oh it's I don't easier wanna... with friends i feel like because how can you be that with someone but also be their intimate partner, their sexual partner, their emotional partner? Like, oh, I feel like this is a lot on Usually a they're more connected. It's like... Yeah, but you, I mean, like with you, it's fine. Like, I don't mind because, like, I can do that with you and because then not, one side of not you, feel that I'm your responsibility still. You know, I, I feel like saying. I can talk to you and blah, blah, blah and whine and then you'll go home and then you won't feel like, oh, how do I have to work with Natalie? And now you're going to be like, you're going to talk to me. You're going to help me. I'm going to go do my thing. I'm not going to see you for like a week or two or whatever. Yeah. And it's not going to be a weight on you, you know? But with someone who like, like someone who talks to me every day, like I start being dif- like, I start being distant with a person. I speak, and it's not because I don't like the person specifically. It's just because I'm dealing with so much in my head, but then the person is not going to understand that. And they're going to be like, why are you being like that? And then I'll have to explain it. And I don't want to explain to them. I can't. The more you talk about it and the more you explain yourself to someone, you're doing all that you can, which is being open and communicating mm. with someone. If you go, hey, this is how I'm feeling and this is what's going on in my head. Like like if you were going through something crazy and, and someone's like, hey, what's going on? And then you you were like, okay, you really want to know? 
I'm having all these thoughts. I also had this happen at work. It's gonna be like bye. My, no, but see, <laughs> some guys will, yeah. and and guess what? And then I would have told them all of it, and then they will know. Who gives a fuck? I do. I, They're like my why? darkest, deepest. But why? Insecurities. I don't want anybody to know that. You think that you're the only person that thinks like this, and you don't. There are thousands of other people that think exactly the same way you do and i think you're worried that it getting out someone's gonna be like look at natalie she's so weird no one else thinks like that we all think that what goes on in our heads and how crazy and psycho we are like that's one of the reasons why i even like named it the podcast this was because we all think we all have this crazy battle in our heads and we all think I'm like this. It's ego. We all think no one's as crazy as I am. No one's having these weird thoughts. Uh, no one is going through day and having that. And like, they're, statistically, it just is not possible. Mm. There are thousands of people like us. And by explaining it and putting it out there and by embracing it, you got to embrace, oh, I'm like this. I'm going to tell some guy this. And if he doesn't like it or if he's out of here, good, man. Peace out. I'm happy that this is done. And for you to go, who's he going to tell? Who's he going to get around? Yeah. We always think like, oh, people are going to talk. It's going to get around. It's going to be on the headlines. Because people do talk. But I no hear one, people talk about other people all the time. But guess what? No one cares about anyone else that much. We all only care about ourselves. But that's what everybody says. But I still people talk and then they judge. And I, There are so many people that I've heard go- like gossiped about or heard people gossip or talk shit. I can't think of any of them right now. I They never come into my head. Maybe for that five, ten minutes, even when people do horrible shit in the news and there's headlines about it. Oh yeah. my God, it's crazy. Jesse Smollett lied. Had someone put a noose around his neck. He almost went to jail. Then he got off. All of that stuff. No one's talking about him now. No one even, I bet you half the people would be like, whatever, it's old news. And that is some bad shit yeah. what he did. Yeah. yeah. And people aren't even talking about that anymore. We, 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 because we are what we are and, and we think about ourselves 24 seven, we think that everybody else, we think that everyone else must be thinking about us 24 seven, but it's like, most likely they won't. Mm. That's why I, you know, I don't, I've, I've been much more open with telling people my issues because it's like, like, look, dude, if I tell a girl like, Hey, sometimes I get performance anxiety and I can't get it up. And sometimes I have to take shit for it. Or sometimes we might not be able to have sex because... I'm like, I'll do whatever I can to make sure you feel good. But sometimes I get nervous and it doesn't work. And I've been dealing with it ever since I became sexually active. And I used to be a lot more pissed off about it. But now I'm fine with it. I I don't feel shame about that anymore because it's like, dude, there's two options. Yeah. Either she's cool about it and which will then lead to us most likely being able to have sex because I'm comfortable with her. Yeah. Or she can't handle it and she sucks and she goes off. Mm. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. Like, I like who I am. I'm good. I know what I can do. Mm. Like, keep moving. I'm, I'm like, I used to hate ghosting. I think ghosting is still a very insensitive thing to do, but it's also. I do it so much. Now, look, it's much nicer to at least. Is it? No, no, no. I'm saying, I don't think it's nicer to go. Hey, I'm not feeling it anymore. I had a good time. I think after the first date... Hey, I don't like you. Sorry, bye. I got to know you a little bit and actually I decided I don't like you. Whereas if you ghost, they'll at least have the assumption of maybe you died and they will Ghosting is the easy way out. 
Ghosting I think is it's the easy, easy way out also for the other person, kind not of just for us. Way out. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit, it's it's our, our culture's aversion to um, conflict because it's much harder to say, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm just not feeling it. It's harder to do that. Yeah. Okay. It's just like how it's hard to break up with someone. And so you push it off because you're like, oh, you know what? I'd rather stay in this for a month. Maybe they'll break up with me. How many times have you been like, eh, maybe this person, I'll just be shitty to them and then they won't, they'll break up with me. Every I've definitely had those thoughts. Time. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. it's the more human and I think better thing to do to go like, hey, I'm not feeling it anymore and I had a good time with you but I'm not feeling it. Now, now listen. Uh-huh. Let's say we go on a date and you don't feel it and I'm like, hey, uh, I hit you up two days later like, Hey, what are you doing this week or whatever? And then you just don't respond. That's not the worst thing in the world. That has signaled to me, okay, maybe she's not fully into it. I'll give it one more go. Try it again and you still don't respond. Now look, is that cold hearted? Maybe a little bit, but in the long run, it's the most clear message you can give. Because it goes... Yes. But I'm saying ghosting where... It's just like after one date, they hit you up and like, and like it's fine. So I know I, I kind of just contradicted myself. Mm-hmm. I you still <laughs> I I still think saying to someone, um, "Hey, I don't think this is working." Like mm-hmm. we should is the I, I think ghosting is good when you're first starting to date someone. I don't think when you're in a relationship well, yeah, with someone into- and trying not not even I, I mean I'm saying I don't think what we said before the like oh you know what I'm gonna wait for them to split to break it up because I don't want to do it. So, I don't think that is good. I, it's not good, but that that's, is, that's the coward thing to do. Yes. And that's Ghosting, what I do because I'm a coward. But because it's not because of me. It's because I feel bad making someone feel like that. I'm like, I'd rather have them think that they're the ones who made me feel like that rather than me being the one making them feel like that. I'd rather have them being the one being like, I just don't like who she is and I, I want to leave because out of, you know, empathy. We to say them. it's out of empathy, but... They still have to go through the strain of someone not liking them and then them coming to terms with it, getting mad and then being like, actually, fuck this person. Maybe it's not, but they'll have the wonder of, maybe she did like me, but she's just weird. They're always going to be thinking about it, though. Until they meet someone else. They'll still think about it. They'll be fine. There was a girl a year ago that Mm -hmm. I just stopped thinking about it because I realized, oh, she probably just had sex with me and wasn't that into it. And even though I was super into it, she wasn't. And what I only, happened? So you guys had sex and then she had never talked to you? We had sex on New Year's. I thought it was great. I had a good time. Yeah. I was so into her. Yeah. She was like, let's hang out on Friday. She left and then like within a day completely started changing. She wasn't ghosting me. She was just, the the, the mood changed. Yeah. And I could hear it. Yeah. Like, or I, I could sense through it Through the text. text. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, she was like, I think we should just. definitely feel it through text. Yeah. And I, I, she mm. said, I think we should just be friends. And I was like. I don't fucking want friends. Like, no. I was like, we're not being friends. I was like, either I said either we date or we just won't talk. And she's like, but I want to be. I was like, no. Yeah. But she. I realized she just. She lost interest. Exactly. Something happened. And I didn't want to come to terms with that. So I was like, I must have done something. No, I think what happened was that she had sex with me and realized we weren't sexually compatible. Because I kept, because you, you play through, what did I do? What, what did, did I, I say? Yeah. Is there something go on? And a lot of times it's as easy as they just weren't feeling it. 
Yeah. And it's hard to, because that's you literally looking in a mirror and going, there is nothing I could do. All of who I am just wasn't good enough for them. And it sucks to be like, I, all of them was good enough for me. But, yeah. You know? Yeah. But. That's the worst because a lot of times both people feel it when it's not right. But then when you're like, you're like, oh, it was so great. And then the other person's like, actually, no, you're like, wait, what? You're like, how is this possible? What did I miss? Yeah. That made that person be like, no, I thought it was great. People feel differently about, sometimes one person is, fills out all the right boxes for someone. Yeah. And, or someone's in a weird mood and then they come and see you and they're like, oh, you know what? It was it was better digitally, you know? Yeah. I still don't know what happened with the guy I last saw and why I panicked out of it. You just weren't into it. I guess. I don't know why, though. But I'm saying that we... we you can't try and um, rationalize why you don't feel someone. Hmm. If you don't, like... I can look at a woman and go, my last... The last girl I was with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't... Ra- I tried to rationalize why am I why am I not feeling this girl, but there was nothing I could do. You know, I could look at someone and be like they're beautiful, their support everything is great about them, and for some reason I'm just not there. And for me to try and pine over it and go why am I feeling this and and what is it about me and I'm such an idiot. But you go through all these things instead. You just have to accept it like. It's an overused analogy, but square peg in a round hole. You go... What? You can't fit a square peg in a round hole. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's a hole... Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Get it, I get it. You get it? Yeah. It's like, are so you were gonna... talking about pegging. I was like, what? Yeah. No, not pegging. <laughs> yeah, and using a square peg? Jesus, God. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Tear some Dylan, guy's ass Dylan, I can up. talk about this stuff. <laughs> Come on, so Dylan. Sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's like it doesn't... It's not there. So, mm-hmm. am I going to be upset that it didn't work? You're you're thinking because this last guy you're with, you're like, finally a guy was into me, and then I go out on a date with him, but I'm not feeling it. Mm. God damn it! What is up with me? Mm. Why can't I just feel be, something. feel something? Mm. I cannot tell you how many times I've had that feeling. How many times people listening have probably had that feeling, yeah. and how common that is. It just sometimes doesn't work, and that is one of the shittiest things about dating. That no one, when people say dating sucks. They don't mean like, oh, it sucks because everyone's an asshole to you. Yeah. It sucks because you go on dates and you, you start want... thinking things and feeling things that you don't understand. Yes. Yeah. And you want it to be good and then it doesn't. And then yeah. you just get hopeless and go, I'm never going to find someone. That's why dating sucks. Yeah. Not because yeah. people will suck. It's because yeah. you, every time a small part of you is like, maybe this is the one. Like, yeah. Maybe it'll work out. We yeah. had a good time. And then, yeah. and then you see them and... and a minute in, you're like, oh, well, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel, but uh, let me just keep going. And then for me, it's like I notice a specific thing that someone does that I don't like, and then I can't see anything else but that thing. That's a little bit of OCD, but is it a tiny bit? But uh, I think it's just you focusing on something. Maybe our it's brains like- do, but here's our brains do things to like repeat the, the story and the pattern we've been doing. So it's like, here's the thing. You don't really want to be in a relationship. You, you, a small part, like you're conflicted. A part of you wants to have a, have love and be with someone and be loved. You like want to be loved. Yeah. Uh, 
but you do, you don't want to like go through all of that. Yeah. And your brain knows that. Your subconscious knows that. So you go on a date, and your brain, without you even knowing, is go, is going. What can I find to sabotage this so there's no chance it works out because I know I don't like it, and 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 I'm not saying this is specific it's and everyone. singular to you. It's everyone. Yeah, yeah. I do it on dates. I'll find one thing and then I can't stop. But looking I've been at like that. that for years. Most people, a lot of people, are like that. It's a defense mechanism. It's easier for. But I feel like to- some people, it's engraved in them. It's going to be like that forever. No, I think so. We I'm all the- have the ability to change how we think our thoughts or to not let our thoughts control us. Okay, cuz maybe you see that and you go All right, let me let me let me think of an example. Um I I I I'm talking to a girl and then she's got I don't know, some things are a deal breaker like a weird laugh is I'm not that's, a, that's where that's yeah. where the line is drawn for you. <laughs> let's say she's got let's say she got like kind of weird wrists or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Right? I notice them, right? And I go fuck, I'm not into that. And then I look at it again. And then she keeps talking and look at it again and again. If I'm aware enough that I go, in my head, I go, I see what you're doing. I'm going to choose to accept that and go, eh, whatever. Weird wrist, it's fine. Yeah. Then you move on. One of my exes, she or her feet, I remember the first time I saw her, I, was, I like had a weird reaction to him. And I was like, those, those feet are kind of weird. But I knew I liked her. Yeah. Because my brain said, I don't give a fuck. Wow. You can You can do that. You have, I don't know how to do that. See, if, if I just see. say by just accepting it and going, oh, this guy's like that. But you know what? I'm going to say whatever and move past it and go to. There's certain things you, you can't accept not being sexually attracted to someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't go, I'm not attracted to them, but I'm going to accept it and move on. That's one thing. But if you go, their nose looks kind of weird and I'm not really into that. But you But you go, them as a whole, I really like. And I'm still attracted to them. You can move past that. Mm. People do it all the time. People hook up, with, hook up with people that they find one thing weird, and they go. People make things into a fetish, man. People love so fat weird. people because they're so fat and they love their roles. You know what I mean? Like literally, <laughs> they're obsessed with their roles. Yeah. So if they can do that, you can get over. Like what was it, did something happen with this last guy? Do you remember specifically that you locked onto it? Or give what's an example of something you've locked onto that sabotaged the date or the man? I don't remember this one. I don't remember. It's too recent. I'll, that I'll, makes no sense. I'll realize it in like two months. I'll be like, oh, that's what it was. Okay. Something threw me off, and I I don't know what it is. But like historically, it was like stupid little things, like my like. I don't know. Sometimes it's the way they behave with people or sometimes it's the way they eat. Yeah, eating is one you can move past. Sometimes it's like uh, eating you can move past. I don't know. Like if he if he eats with his mouth open, I can't. Guess what? Because to you me that's be an indicator him. of something bigger. Like what? Like of a lack of self-awareness and of respect of others around you to just like, if you respect don't pay attention. Respect what? Like it's so easy to eat and be conscious of how you're eating and not, not be like, like eating in a disgusting way and just like, you know what I mean? You, oh, here's the thing. Eating with your, look, I don't find it that gross sometimes. Eating with your mouth open is something that has been told to you 
that it's wrong and gross. Now, I know you might not fully accept that. You'd be like, I'd think it's gross even if it wasn't. But if you were in a culture where eating with your mouth open was seen as seen as the polite thing because it shows the other person that you're chewing the food and you like it, you would like it when guys eat their mouth yeah. open. Okay, then maybe so, what it is, uh-huh. it doesn't make it wrong. It is my, maybe it is my culture. But I'm maybe saying, it's I'm, proof it's like that a lot whoever of I end up with has to be, even if they're not from my culture, their culture has to be similar to mine. But that's, that's so I limiting. Like, you could find someone in, but but then what if, what if I told you you met some guy, that guy's going to be your, he's everything, he's perfect for you, but he's going to chew with his mouth open. And if you get with him, you might be able to bring it up to him, but sometimes he's still going to do it. Are you going to choose to love him for his faults? I don't know. I've never felt love that hard that I'd be like, yeah, that's maybe, what it, maybe I, if I, if one day I feel like real, real love, yeah, if I tell you no today and then one day I fall in love with a guy who, you know, maybe. All but of our friends, we love them for so many good things about them and the shit they do that pisses us off. Yeah, but with friends it's different because you don't have any, you're not with them face to face, they don't represent you the same way. Your friends uh, for, are a representation of who yes, you Yes, for sure, but, but not the same way a partner is. But a partner is a friendship that also has intimacy in it. Partnerships are different, but I think a lot of them... Yeah, but as I'll kiss him, I'll remember how he ate with his mouth open, and it's going to bother me. Yeah, but again, you're like... You're choosing to think about that. Do you you know what I'm saying? If you had seen that and gone, I don't like that, but I'm going to choose to be okay with it and see if I can get past it. That's, That's at least attempting to. Because if not, you're going to find something wrong every single time. But why would someone do that instead of finding someone that is just in sync with what they are looking for and what they want? Why would I do that instead of finding a guy who was raised and was taught things the same way I was? And this way I wouldn't have to worry about these things. You can. You can do that. And then, but it's very hard. But it's just making it even harder for you. It's going, well... I'm going to draw up the idea of what my perfect person is and then just wait to find them. And I'm telling you, that's really hard. And the more people... But then, then, that, then that would be the argument of, oh, should we settle for less then? I never said settle. I said... But isn't that what settling is? Is what? Like accepting that what we're looking for is just you know difficult to find so let's just accept that there are things that we don't like but we'll have to accept in other people or else it's going to be very difficult for us to well, really find someone that checks all the boxes yeah but there's but you, you relationships are compromise almost everything is compromise so it's like okay well am i going to ruin a potential good relationship over something as trivial as opening as chewing with their mouth open or like biting their nails there's there's different levels biting your nails chewing with your mouth open is is a different level a lower level than being mean to homeless people and disrespectful to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something that is a morality in who you are as a person. That is much higher. That's something where you go, I don't think I could really be with this person because what, like, why are they like that? But also, people in relationships sometimes help each other. You know, I'm not saying you get with someone because that, but, but you know, maybe you don't, maybe you're with a guy and then eight months in, you see him be really shitty to some homeless guy and you're like yo what the fuck was that mm. why are you like that and he's like oh he's just and you go no have empathy be by saying that and this guy loving you and caring about you 
and respecting your opinion, he all of a sudden might go, oh, no one's ever said that to me. And I, yeah, but I don't believe... You know what I mean? Yeah, but if a guy does that, I, I really don't believe that anybody can change anybody. If I were to tell him... Don't do that. He'd be like, oh, yeah, she's right. And then for a second, he's going to stop doing that. But then he's going to start doing it again. It's who he He's like that. I don't believe anybody. Like, I think the biggest mistakes that we make as humans and in relationships specifically is that we think that we can fix certain things in people or we can change certain things in people. But no matter how much you think you change someone, they will always go back to who they really are. I don't fully agree with that. I do. But I will say, yes, you you cannot change someone. Yeah. Someone is who they are. They have to change themselves. Yeah. But you can point things out to someone and maybe make them aware of it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean pl- they're going to fix them. But you can plant the seed. Yeah. I've done things wrong. I've been, I've uh, had character traits that I maybe thought were okay. And then someone brought it up to me and I went, shit. I, 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 I remember the thought process to go, shit, maybe they were right about that. And then I go, eh, maybe not. Mm. But then I think about it more and I go, shit, maybe. And then you talk to your friends or your family and you go, what do you think about this? What do you, how do you think about this? You have to decide how you th- how you think about different actions and then you make that decision. And sometimes you might make the decision to change and, and think about something differently. Like, like finding those faults in people. Like there used to be, you know, I used to be more like, oh, someone's like this, then fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. But then I kind of changed and started to think, well, who am I to decide this? And, and, and what is it in me that is I think de- about that denying too. these people? I think about that too. I'm like, yeah. oh, but who do, who do I think I am? Who am I? To be yeah. like, oh, pff, those things are not good enough for me. But I, I don't think it's a matter of good enough or I think it's a matter of compatible with how I work. You're right. It's more of that. The way I talked up until... <laughs> 30 seconds ago it sounded like mm-hmm. okay i'm perfect i'm great and all those little fuckers suck and they're not good enough for me everyone here knows you're not perfect uh i don't think everyone knows i don't i think well, everybody okay no but alex thinks you're perfect she does she's she has to or else i'll fucking fucking punch her in the face if she doesn't <laughs> your best friend has to think you're amazing they have to your best friend is the one person who has to think you're amazing even uh, with your flaws i think your best friend has to i think your best friend she's has very to aware love of my you for She's very aware of my flaws. You. She's very aware of them. I love Brian and I hate some things about him. Yeah, she hates some things I about me too. But I accept it and I'm like, this exactly. is... Exactly. Yeah, for sure. It's very easy to do with someone you love deeply. Yes. But, hold on, what were you saying? I forgot. About talking about different people. <laughs> oh, saying like, who am I? Who am I to think yeah, like this? Yeah, it's like, I'm not like, oh, I'm better. It's just that I feel like I'm a certain way and I'd, I don't want... To be with someone who doesn't match who I am. You know, some people are not. And I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't want to be with someone who I'm going to try to change to match who I am. I want to be with someone where it's easy and I don't have to think about, oh, I have to make sure he acts like this or does that or talks to me like this or talks to me like that or talks to my friends like this or behaves around my family like that. I don't want to have to worry about that. But don't you want an individual that is, is different and... and I, yeah, different, but still like principle and way of behaving in society, blah, 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 to be the same as me. It sounds like you want someone very similar to you, which I think being with people that are different than us helps us grow and see what we do like and what well, we don't like. I don't know what I want, to be honest. Well, it depends on the... This conversation is like heavy on me. It's good though, because you don't think about this stuff. Look, it depends. If you go, I will say, like these are my thoughts. Okay, like this is how I feel about it. 
in, at the same token, in that same way, you can go, I want someone who's very similar to me. That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. And all I can say is, okay, that's what you want. That's how you feel. I'm not going to say that's wrong. Because again, who, yeah, who am I to say that? Yeah. My, my way is my way and your way is your way. So you can go and find that guy. I'm just like, the what I say is I go, hey, I totally get that and you can do that. Yeah. And you have every right to do it. Here's what I've experienced by trying to be with different other types of people. I've I've seen, oh, some people are like this. This Maybe this is something about me that throws some people off. Oh, I never realized having, oh, this is a different side of me that like this person brought out because I get more excited about whatever this thing they're excited about is that I didn't truly know, mm. you know? And so you might discover things about you as well. That's why I think people sometimes go, they like want to be in relationships and they're like, I can't be in a relationship unless I, I see it going all the way. I see it going all the way. We're going to get married. If I don't see that, then, then what's the point? Mm. The point is being in a relationship with another human being and finding out stuff about yourself and, and trying to be intimate with someone and learning how you are in that and moving forward. Yes, don't get in something if, if you for sure are like, I'm going to end this in a month, but I'll stick around for a little bit. Yeah, no. But if, yeah. you, but if you go, hey, I like this person. Let's see where it goes. That's like staying in, in the moment or staying present enough to go, I'm going to take this as it is instead of trying to write futures. Because mm-hmm. we all love to write our, you know, yeah. this is how this is going to go. And then if it could blah, 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 And then he's going to be my parents and then my parents are going to hate him. And then, you know what? I might as well just end it now. Eh, boop. Yeah. Not talking to you anymore. That's how I feel. That's how I see things. Yeah. That's how I am. You're writing futures that like aren't even there. You know? But it takes time. How much do you charge? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's um, the thing about like you do like you definitely need don't need therapy. You, you, you should use it. I think it'll help you a lot. Yeah. But one of the biggest best parts about it is just being able to talk to someone. And I think having friends that you can talk to. Even if you yeah, go, but to some extent, you start feeling like you're a weight on your friends when you talk about it so much. But guess especially what? Especially me, because like I'm in my head so much, and especially recently, I've been more than usual. I've just been going through like a mental roller coaster. But guess what, dude? If you're friends with someone and someone really fucking loves you, then then I, I like, don't think take, anybody take can a, love you that much. A, I think they can. I, I love you that much. Yeah. I never get sick of doing this. Mm. Take some charge. If someone brings you joy, you bring me immense joy. All right? I feel love whenever I'm with you. Seriously. I love it too. If I I feel that, then the least I can do is try and help some person I care about and love get through something, okay? Mm -hmm. So, oh, a burden on my friends. If you're a burden on me, that person, they have a duty to then tell you, hey, I can't talk about it. Like, hey, you know what? I love you. We've been talking about this a lot. It's kind of been a lot for me. Can we just not talk about this like today? And that's it. And and you don't have to feel like oh oh my god what am I doing to them no, be be again communication be honest with someone say hey this is a little much can we like just change the subject, that's fine yeah. that's part of what being to humans and conversing about something is you should be able to switch it up and then maybe you get back there again but if you're worried about putting your baggage on someone, allow again allow them to prove you wrong, allow them to want to help you allow them to care about you and go I see something is up with them tell me talk to me for two hours you know like and I still even now I still feel like you're you're like oh 
I'll let him talk a little bit more because I, I don't want to put too much out there. But you have to. I I want to listen to you. I want to hear what's going on in your head right now. Like, actually, right now. What is going on in your head? What are you thinking? That I sound so sad. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. What's What's bad with that? Do other people not feel sad? Yeah. Okay. But I'm not. I'm supposed to be the... Says who? Mm-mm. Me. Okay. Mm. So you're making yourself one type of person. You can't have emotions and be... Yeah. Because that's who I'm supposed to be, you know? When, especially, I think when... Decided when you're, by when who? When you're... I think, it, I think it's specifically when you're a comic, you feel that responsibility of... When you're in front of an audience where you're like, you guys are the ones who worry and who feel bad and, you know, who have whatever you have going on in your life. And I'm the one who's supposed to make you feel empowered and I'm, when I'm up here. I'm the one who's supposed to make you forget about that. I'm the one who's supposed to make you laugh. So when I feel like I'm not that person, I feel like I'm failing at being what I want to be. I think that's what I love about comedy so much is that I'm able to get out of, you know, make these things that make me weak, turn them around and make me strong for a moment. You're right. And that's you know an amazing I mean? thing that it can do. Yeah. But people also love hearing someone being Look, comedy is vulnerable, okay? It's just the type of vulnerability that has positive emotions and laughter associated with it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, someone going up and telling a sad story and crying or or putting themselves out there is also being vulnerable and also has positive emotions with it because we like to I do do that though we, we like to together like express emotion that's what yeah. movies are stories yeah. all that stuff yeah, I agree and I do like I do that like my my when I'm on stage I'm very honest about my story I talk about me yeah so by being sad and you're saying oh I'm the sad person right now but I'm controlling how I'm saying it right now I'm being very um, impulsive and I'm being very which is good with the first thing that I'm thinking I'm just saying I'm not yes. writing it on a paper and then scratching the sad part and then putting a punchline and then turning it around you know True. so I'm this saying, is but, just the raw first uh-huh. instinct that I have that's coming out now and it's the it's not the it's not the pretty one but that's why I think people like listening to conversations more than stand up stand up is great People go to a show. Do they like listening to conversations more than stand-up? I don't know if that's true. I'd rather listen to stand-up than conversations. But not everyone's like you, which is okay. You're also you're also obsessed with stand-up in a good way, but you're obsessed with it Hmm. in an amazing way. It's 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 why you're you're so successful with it. But you don't know who is whatever had a day. They're listening to this and. They're bored at work or they're on the train ride home. And then I think when we feel someone else express true vulnerability or being just just truth, sadness, whatever it is, we get to feel closer because we've all had that feeling. Even if you're talking about something that I've never had, yeah, I go, oh, but I get it. I've been there in my own way. You saying... You talked about it in the beginning. You saying um, worried about being judged sexually. Yeah, we're we're worrying for two different reasons. I'm worrying because of not performing. You're worrying because of being boring or or a slut or whatever. Mm. But at the, at the end of the day, it's it's the same worry, and I still feel a connection. Yeah. So people hear that and they go, "Oh, okay." You know, someone didn't turn this on and and 
and go, this is a stand-up, this is a set produced one hour, it's going to be full chock full of laughs. You never know what you're getting with them. Mm. And the last one had, the last one we did was potentially a little bit funnier, but, but that's also fine. I like. So which, which part are you going to cut for this? Because (laughs) all the things you've cut with this Uh, have been fun, have been fun. And I feel like this episode is just like very (laughs) melancholy, like sad piano music playing the background. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, you're just like slowly zooming into my face, just like looking kind of sad. Maybe I will do that. And then it's just me looking like, and you talking to me. We have to do something funny for that. The last one I cut for you wasn't a funny one. It was, uh. Your dad talking about... Yeah, but that was before the tape. But all your tapes are like... Yeah, but some of them uh, could be real. It fucking came on her face. Ah, yeah. You know? There's been some of the best ones, but then yeah. also some ones that are more real. What crazy story do you have then? What's something crazy? I don't have anything crazy. Crazy date. Do you have any crazy story of me? Of do you? you? Know? Yeah, do you know any... <laughs> asking you. Throw is there me, anything? Throw please, me a lifeline, please, please, Dylan. Is there? There's got to be something that's good about me. I'm Jesus, so boring. Oh, come on. Something in prove it, prove your friendship to me. Right something now. in something in Lebanon. No, what do you mean? We haven't we haven't done anything crazy together. Yeah, but I've told you my life. Is there mm. anything you can remember that you're like, damn, Natalie? School or is it always shit? She needs help. I mean, you're going water skiing with your boyfriend. That was kind of, didn't you like? Didn't one of your exes? He was like a yeah. He was a skiing champion. Yeah. Oh, such a sweet guy. Love, yeah. still love that dude. What happened? We're very good friends. Um, he uh, we were together for like six, seven, eight months. I guess I fucking know. I don't remember how mm-hmm. long we were together. But then he moved to France to do his masters. Oh, okay. And then it kind of broke up. But he moved at the same time where the relationship was kind of dying off. That's good. That was but smart. we had a great we had a great relationship. I was very happy with mm-hmm. him for for I think he's the longest person for like for like a long amount of time where I was happy with. And he was also my first. And uh, he was he was great. He was a very sweet guy. Mm-hmm. We loved each other deeply. That's nice. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. You ever had anything crazy happen in the subway? New I've, York. Yeah, I've had I've had a guy jerk off to me. What? Yeah. When? That's that's gross. Like two and a half years. Like I've I had been here for like six months. Okay. It was in, within my first six months in New York. Oh god. And he just. Ugh. How was it? Was it big? <laughs> you didn't answer. I'm just staring at you, laugh at what you just said, and the most. You look so fucking stupid right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. It was the thing is like he was masturbating, but it was uh, in his pants. It wasn't hard. No, no, no. It was out completely out, but it wasn't even hard. Oh, but he was like masturbating and he was looking at me right in the eye. Oh, nasty. And he was talking to me He because the reason I noticed because he went, hey, he could barely talk. He was like, uh-huh. hey, and I went, I went, what? And like, oh, somebody. <laughs> Me? Is somebody talking to me? And and, oh. and then I noticed it. And then when I noticed it, I froze. Like at the beginning, I was like, I was looking at his penis, looking at him, looking at his penis, looking at him. I was like, and then he kept going and he was talking to me as he was doing it. I was like, and then there was like people sitting a little bit further away. And I was just like, help me, please. Is someone gonna. I just went. And I just looked away. And you stayed on. I, st- I stayed on for like one stop because I was, I was frozen. And then I got off. And as soon as I got off, I cried. 
Oh, I was man. like, I was so shocked because I was shocked. I laughed and then I cried because I was so shocked. I have weird things in the subway. I had a guy hit on me on the subway at 9 a.m. on the Sunday t- three weeks ago. How was that? On, <laughs> I was just, it was 9 a.m. I had just like, I was on my way to a gig in Connecticut, a day gig at like the Palestine Museum. So mm-hmm. it was like, I just showered. My hair was still wet. I'm like tired. It was 9 a.m. I had slept at like 4 a.m. I was exhausted. It was a Sunday morning. And a guy goes, Yo. And then my first thought is, I don't know how I went that far. I was like, oh, that's an audience member from a show a couple days ago that recognized me. It was to tell me that he thinks I'm hilarious. I'm like, that's what this is. So I go, huh? I'm like full of like, yeah, what? And he goes, what's your name? And then I, re- I have a moment of, wait, what? Like the moment where like the reality came and it's like, that's like not he doesn't it. recognize he me. He doesn't recognize me. He saw me, me from the show, yeah. but he doesn't remember my name. No, no, no. He doesn't. He never, he's never seen me. I go, huh? Like of a of really like, and he goes, "What's your name?" And he's like hooking me up, um, and I uh-huh. I have like I realize like I snap out of it and I go, "Oh no, thank you." <laughs> just turn back around. <laughs> I just go, "No, thank you." He's trying to sell you a churro or something. <laughs> and he just goes like, "I think he's like bitch, what like something oh, like really? that." Yeah, yeah but it was nine a.m. on a Sunday, and everybody on the train was looking at him like, "Shut the fuck up, dude." It's yeah, too early. Too early. I'm he's like, he's probably still drunk or something. He was probably still drunk or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I went like across the train and I sat somewhere else. If you can pick someone up at nine a.m. on a Sunday, pretty you impressive. Have game. Mm, yeah. Has anyone picked you up from like just walking up to you? Never. Never. Ever. I have never gotten picked up by a guy I knew nothing of. Like I would, it would be impossible for a guy to come up to me like randomly and be like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'll be like, mm, "Hi." I have to know at least four or five of your friends. What? Yes. Why? I think this is cultural for sure because in Lebanon there's no strangers. I know everybody. I'm used <laughs> to. I'm used to knowing. Like even if a guy I have never talked to, I know who his friends are. I know in which school he goes to. I knew. I know kind of like where he comes from. Like we all know each other. What are the thirteen people in something? It's a very small country. We all go to the same four or five places for years, and then so uh-huh. we all know each other. So even if we're not friends, we all know each other. You know. So I have this comfort of oh. I know where they're coming from. There's no fear. And then also my dad always scares me. He's like, be careful in America. Never go home with a guy because he might be a murderer. If you don't know him. So that kind of stuck in my head. That is offensive. Okay. <laughs> we are not all murderers. I know you're not all murderers. I don't know what the per capita of murderers is here, but <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check right now, actually. What's a per capita murderer in per capita murder Lebanon? Oh, fuck. I have to leave. Oh, like, yeah, okay, let's finish this up. Lebanon. Here, wow. Lebanon versus United States crime stats. All right, let's check this out. I mean, yeah, but you have to take in consideration that our. No, 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 no. No, but. Crime levels. Crime doesn't count if it's war. Mm, I don't care. You crime can't levels, Lebanon, 36, ranks 57th. Wait, what? Oh, America, fuck. 55. God damn it. Uh, dr- Okay. God damn yeah. it. Okay, but first of all, I'm sure that Lebanon, most of these, like this percentage is mostly because of war. And war doesn't count. No, I'm Because I'm, war, you know that it's happening. Natalie, all of the stats are pointing to the US as being more dangerous. Yeah, yeah, okay, but I feel like, but still, those stats are still very high. The, Do we have more police officers than you guys? 
Oh, yeah. You guys have double. Rape rate in Lebanon, 0.5. Yeah, no one... In America, 27.3. Yeah, that's just because no one... one, uh, Violent crime, 21 in Lebanon, 88.8 in America. Okay, just no one reports it in Lebanon. This is crazy. No one reports it in Lebanon, that's why. Yes, they do. Uh, The contrary, because it happens so rarely. Every time there's a crime, everybody's like, what? And everybody talks about it. Violent crime. God damn it. America's not looking (laughs) good right now. It's like, America, you're not helping. Not looking... Good. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I felt like the conversation was just getting interesting. <laughs> no, talking about this. Like it's no, okay. like for the we just got like we just got out of our sad thing. It's okay. I felt like I was really sad. It's okay to feel sad. Nathalie. No, I'm cool. Everyone knows you're cool. Then tell them some cool shit you've done. I moved to America. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I um I befriended Dylan out of uh, out oh my of, god out of, out of yeah, I felt bad. What are you was, doing right now? Of, I don't know. I'm panicking. I don't know what to say. I uh, what's something crazy you want to do before you die? Come on, the craziest thing ever. I don't want to skydive. I didn't ask that. <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to my mind as like the most common bucket list thing but i'm like i really i really don't want to do that i just asked you something the crazy thing you wanted to do and you just told me something you don't want to do yes if that is not a representation (laughs) of natalie ocker i don't know what is it's 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 probably a perfect way to end it and probably the thing that i'm gonna put on on instagram oh thank you very much okay i love you so much thank you for having me too Thank this you is for great. Me. People can find you online where? Nat Your Color. Nat Your Color. Mm-hmm. N-A-T and then Your Color. Yeah. Okay. But color with an O-R, not O-U-R. Right? Yeah. Is that is it O-U-R in English? No, in fucking English in like London. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know. Jesus. Sorry. A lot of, no, no. I'm saying oh, in a fucking, lot of fucking English, English. Not American English. Uh, English English. They do O-U-R. Okay. Cool. Well. Oh peace. my God. You're beautiful. <laughs> I love you, Natalie. I love you too. Guys, if you're in New York... Check her out. Go online. Follow her. And she'll be torn around. She might be torn with bigger names. You'll see her with them. I won't say you. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye.